Shut up and sit down. Great guy to have around in the locker room. He has a couple of nicknames. C.I. Lance Romance. There we go. He'll be signing autographs after too. wants to go fast. It's steadier that way. I've never been hurt going all out. It's just the, the hesitation that'll kill you. So you're one of those guys. No breaks. No, I hate breaks. Breaks are mm. death. He was as normal as pumpkin pie. And now look at him. But Dave's not crazy. He's never tired. He's never miserable. He's on the road to adulthood. When I was young, I was tired and miserable. Warner Brothers is proud to present the story of a guy. Morning. I'm here. And his bike. James Bond kind of stuff. Together for the first time in their first big movie. I meant to do that. Would you like a ride? <laughs> Where are your handlebars? Side effects to listening to the Dial podcast may include nausea, vomiting, itchy watery eyes, uneven tire wear, unexplainable rash, noisy bottom brackets, loss of IQ points, angry mother-in-laws, and dirty shammies. They told me these side effects are worth it. So prepare yourself to hear from Madly Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Personally, I think all cyclists are idiots, but whatever. You started to listen so you might as well finish it. Good luck with your unexplainable rash. What's up, friends and family? Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Dialed Podcast. I do believe this is episode number 41. Oh, yeah. And you have found Lance Hepler. I will be your host for the evening. Um, That's right. It's Lance Romance in studio. And you have found the Romance-isode. So... (laughs) That's what we got. Matt did such a great job last week that I am uh, trying to uh, take a swing at it this week and will embarrass myself greatly. So The, the Romance Hour right. with Lance Hepler. With me, as always, I have got Jake Von During on my left. What's up, kids? That's that's nice. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> and staring into my deep blue eyes from across the table... Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? And they are lovely, lovely blue eyes. I just made it weird. I'm getting lost in an ocean (laughs) of loveliness. It's the romance episode. That's what you got to deal with. This is going to be an interesting one for sure. We have Evan Price. Oh. Not with us today. He is uh, busy yelling at people saying, Yes. Get off my lawn with your technologies. (laughs) That's right. He's uh, helping out some teammates um, at the uh, 70.3 Half Ironman, I believe, down in Palm Springs. I think that's where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have Evan with us today. But in Evan's place, 
we have Justin Wagner joining us via Skype. Justin, are you there? I am here. Thanks for having me. Good to know that uh, if one Luddite leaves, we can have another Luddite oh, in. Oh, you are, you are <laughs> a- anything but. You are, you are everything but the Neo-Luddite. That, that, okay, you know. what what's a Luddite? Help me out so, here. Okay, yep. So in our can we transition podcast, into the yeah, okay. first errors and omissions from last we're going episode? Straight to errors and omissions. Yeah. Okay, so last episode... Um, Evan was mentioning a, uh, I think Matt and Evan were having a conversation about a certain people who basically resisted technology yes. and uh, they would, I think, I don't remember what time frame this was. You could uh, look it up on Wikipedia, but they were like destroying like yeah. printing presses and things because it was going to put them out of a job. And that, that uh, name is a Luddite. Yeah. So they basically resisted, resisted technological change for fear of uh, loss of something. It's like industrial revolution in, in factories where, you know, getting huge and people were you still had like you know all of this stuff coming people coming in from farms and things like that and being placed out of jobs and and there was a big fear there and so they would go in and smash like factories and and any sort of machinery you had like all kinds of different things going on so cotton gin so that's our evan that's he's a cotton gin smasher (laughs) and that's why i crash bikes for fear of them changing my life because i'm a luddite like carbon fiber (laughs) carbon fiber steel is real what other uh arrows and emissions did we have i think justin you had something else didn't we this is the good one yes this is the good one so uh so so matt made this foul last week uh he, he mentioned and i quote that doing half of your FTP for an hour would be equal to 50 TSS. Um, That is incorrect. The actual answer is 25. Uh, That's because intensity factor, um, there's there's basically two parts to creating TSS. It's your intensity and duration. Duration is linearly related, and I think some people's eyes just rolled over as I used math words. Uh, And intensity factor is a square okay now i really lost some people which means that (laughs) 0.5 squared is 0.25 which gets you 25 instead of 50. for those whose eyes did not glaze over google wuwp65 that's what's up with power episode 65 where i go into more depth on beyond average power yes i have an episode on exactly that so resources so tss we talked about is um a training stress score uh which is kind of a i mean you're using your ftp um in the to oversimplify it which i did before and made the mistake of saying like you know um if you went as hard as you could for an hour that's basically you know your tss score of 100 uh but really that's the that's using your intensity factor of one and if your intensity factor is less than that you're using the square root of that and that's why the intensity intensity factor is not like square a root but it oh, gets sorry, squared sorry. It gets squared so it's a more value there's more value added to the intensity factor of the ride basically <clears throat> yeah so that means duration. like uh so one of the examples I use in that episode to really draw out the difference between average power and normalized power is if you look at a one hour workout and if you held half of your FTP for an hour, or if you conversely did nothing for a half hour and did twice your FTP for an hour, in terms of average power, they would look like the same. But in all actuality, we know that holding twice your FTP for 30 minutes is just like ridiculous and like not feasible probably. And then I kind of go into the details and show how the math works out for those being uh, quite drastically different for normalized power. So do you feel like any of those sprints and things like that, because the 
that number is squared, you're going to get like um, just a, a nice little increase in TSS when you're doing some of that faster <laughs> stuff. It's squared after it has a 30 second averaging. So just oh gosh, the sprints by themselves <laughs> um, may not uh, do it so, so much. So the math really, got complicated. That's interesting. It's yes, a 30 second is, average uh, for your, your yes. that current wattage over 30 seconds. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, for all you yes. math geeks out there, there you go. <laughs> We're thick in the weeds with it. So it has to be a 30 second sprint, Lance. All right. I, that's, <laughs> 30 seconds or nothing. That's a lot. Or just quit. <laughs> that's yeah. a long sprint. <laughs> well, let's backpedal instead. How about we move on to the backpedal? <laughs> Jake, why don't you start us off with your backpedal? How was your week? Uh, boring. Um, I didn't ride outside. It was just not good enough weather for me to chance it. So I stayed inside. I did all of my workouts and two of them I failed. So I have transitioned into a little recovery block to let my body kind of regroup. Uh, over the idea. course of about almost 11, well, it was about 11 weeks, I didn't take really any time off and the intensity was increasing and increasing. So it was time for a little recovery block, which I have now um, enjoyed for the last couple of days. Um, That's because we got you outside and we pushed you a little hard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you add that to the, the <laughs> Tuesday, you know, Zwift rides with the team and then just all the other structured training stuff that's starting to like get a little bit more difficult. Um, it was time. So it was, uh, just otherwise it was kind of a, um, a boring week, just busy with work. I mean, it was my youngest daughter. She did turn seven years old. So we had a birthday party for her and that wow. was fun. And I think the, the highlight of the week though was going to Matt's ugly Christmas sweater party last night. That was a lot of fun. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes. Got we, ugly. We yeah. got to go. I got to go to the party too. We had a good time. How come time. I didn't get an invite, Matt? It's, it was too ugly <laughs> for <It> you. Was... <laughs> I don't know, Justin, if you'd showed up, the, the kids would have grossly outweighed the adults there at that party. It there were a lot of kids bouncing off the walls kids there. there. <laughs> my was, kids included. It was crazy. Yeah. So that was my backpedal. Nothing too exciting. Matt, backpedal for uh, us. I swam some, which was good. I've been swimming pretty well. Like, did some hard stuff, did some fast stuff. Like, I'm like swimming personal records and, and weird stuff like that. Wow. Like, I know. Uh, I did like 100 hard, 100 meters hard, and like 110. I thought it was good. Wow. And I swam like a 1500 hard the other day. I don't remember what one time it was, like 2230. I thought that was decent. It's decent. It's okay. Um, and uh, I'm biking some. That's going pretty well. I biked with the team on Tuesday, the the ride that Jake referenced, and I actually had a really good time. That yeah, was, that was I had fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, then I ran into a couple other teammates on some other rides on Zwift, just hanging on Zwift. The weather really wasn't great for riding, so I, d I did the Zwift thing. Yeah, we had yeah. like clear skies, but it was just windy and cold this week. Yeah, so I ran three miles for my long run this morning. It's not huge. <laughs> it's not huge. It's That's not huge. three more miles than I ran. It's something. I, I ran. I'm I'm happy that I ran. So. How did the ankle foot feel? It feels okay. I, I don't know. I think that's good. Like I'm just trying to just go really slowly to build back into it. So it's going to keep doing this. Yeah. Maybe next Sunday, four. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Keep swimming. I'll keep your fitness up a bit. Yeah. 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 Justin Wagner, backpedal for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been uh, deep in uh, basically rebuilding everything I've lost through my, my move and job change and changing everything else in my life over the last three months um and and what's kind of funny is i was i wasn't seeing the increases i would have expected and i was i was almost getting a little bit like questioning myself and and like man okay well you know you're probably just you know washed up or whatever <laughs> and uh 
you know, you're getting old now. You're like going to turn 33 this next year and stuff. But, uh, um, and it turns out I had gotten out of the habit of calibrating my power meter and a large percentage. In fact, all of my training currently is indoors. And so that's the only way I can gauge my improvement. And then, so I had a big breakthrough this week because I calibrated my power meter. And I was like, wow, I can ride with the people I used to be able to on Zwift again. Wow. Calib- it turns calibration. Out when calibration breakthrough. When stages, yeah. <laughs> if, if It turns out if you go from warm to cold on a stages, it will underread. I've, okay. I've found that out. On your stages power meter. Probably, a, it's probably all strain gauges. Left they're, yeah, they're probably. You similar. know, what's interesting is um, I have a friend, Eric Denning, who mentioned he had a quark and he saw the opposite effect. Weird. So I wouldn't say that it's every power meter. But wouldn't you think would, that, uh, so wouldn't you think that a strain gauge would basically at the, at the fundamentals like operate the same way, especially like colder, making whatever it is more firm. That's yeah. That I, I mean, from a 10,000 foot perspective, but yeah. being an engineer by trade, I yeah. know that there's a lot of different ways to implement something. And yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised if there are different ways to build it. I mean, I yeah. know there's different ways to build a strain gauge. So it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, it might go one way or the other, depending on the implementation. And some of those are actually taking like temperature measurements and things like that. So I'm wondering if it's like some, you know, just the, I'm trying to remember which brands do some of that. Like, I feel like stages does do that. Like they take a temperature. Yeah, When you, when you calibrate, it'll show you what temperature it thinks it is. Yeah. Yeah. I had the opposite, um, experience this week. I did an, I did an outdoor ride on Saturday with the team and I was spinning up this hill and, and it said I was putting out 550 watts as I was spinning up this hill. And I looked down like... Why didn't you get on Zwift immediately? <laughs> like, I'm not going yeah, You got a new watts. FTP from that, that yeah, ride right. too, didn't you? I get, I get done. So it was off the whole ride and I just laughed every time I looked at my power meter. I get done and it says, you've recorded a new FTP of 462. <laughs> And you're like, wow. I'm like, yes, that was me. You're like, go into the tour. (laughs) So take that to Zwift. You'll be the king. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, I I was using a stages power meter as well. So for whatever reason, it, and I I tried to calibrate it mid ride and that doesn't work, which I didn't realize. So was it at the, well, well, you have to, yeah, you have to have the pedals stop. Yeah. The crank stopped. Is it a dual left, right, or just a single side? It's a dual left, right. Yeah. So the other reason why a dual left right might not calibrate is if the right side is dead, it won't ever calibrate. You might want to check that. I had that issue too. I had to put in it'll it'll default to left only mode if the right That's side's dead, nice. by the way. Interesting. That that might be what's happening because I haven't been able to get my left side to connect. Wait, is your left leg like huge putting out five hundred watts and then <laughs> Is that what's going on? <laughs> no, but I but I am well, off. If that was it, the case, he'd be getting a thousand. And then he's well, it, <laughs> but, so whatever the left it. is is getting doubled. So I assume that that left <laughs> leg is just absolutely firing on all cylinders. I'm huge. Yeah. Have you seen me? Yeah. I'm huge. I know this table can barely contain you. <laughs> yes, you can't contain At least me. his left side's huge. <laughs> That's right. My left leg. Oh, thanks for that. How was your How was your week? My Max? My week was was pretty good. I actually. I'm embarrassed to say this, but I Zwifted four times. Four times. I think that's as much as <laughs> I. I feel like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's right. Bring that was the sound Justin. effects. Love it. Nice. Too much for me. Four times. I think that's as much as I Zwifted. So. But it's the same thing, you know. It's been cold and really yeah. windy. I did get outside. I did ride outside 
couple times. Four times as Four times. well. But I did. I got it on my gravel bike a few times just on some adventures and just having some fun, which was kind of nice. And yeah, it was really windy. Did you so. stay local or did you go somewhere to... I did go to Spokane yep. for like a 24-hour trip. I drove out there. Um, I was actually... This is this is exciting. I found an adventure van. Did you really? I okay. did. In Spokane. Yep. In Spokane. And did you find any windmills? <laughs> and I actually no, I didn't. But uh, I it, and I'm picking it up this next week. So I was out there checking it out, making sure it was okay. Of course, I took my bike with me and I rode some gravel around there. Um, I thought of Justin quite a bit, and I was bummed that he wasn't still in Spokane for me to ride with yeah. when I was out there. But, you should uh, have taken some of my KOMs. I'm in, I'm I'm embarrassed for you that you didn't. I, well, if you had any on any gravel roads, I just rode some gravel around there. One gravel road around Spangle, actually, and then uh, a little bit down by Moses Lake. So on my way back, so nice. I was just oh. out screwing around. Well, you so. know, I I organized a race in Spangle, right? But I didn't do any gravel, right? Well, that, I remember you talking about it. it. Was the Washington State Championships? And I'm mm-hmm. driving through, and I'm thinking, I think this is the town that Justin put that race on as I was driving through Spangler, so. And I was right, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, my memory is not failing me entirely yet. So, I so. mean, we know it is some, we know your age, so it has to be <laughs> failing you somewhat. So there is our backpedal for the week. So we are gonna move on to our first topic of discussion. And it it pains me to actually say this but we are actually going to talk about winter indoor training um we're going to talk about zwift we're going to talk about zwift a little bit because we have the zwift king on with us justin wagner we always seem to gravitate <laughs> towards zwift when we have justin on here yeah the topic came up and like all of us looked at each other at the same time it's like harmoniously justin wagner yeah we've got to get him on do that so um the one thing I wanted to talk about with Zwift is with Zwift, there's, I think there's five different worlds on Zwift that you can actually pick from. Yeah. Or not pick from, but that are on the schedule. Well, you can theoretically pick from them, but you got to get in there and play around with the code. Yeah. So I've got to talk to Matt about how to do that. Yeah. And it's so, not that hard. I think yeah. you just changed one variable. I haven't done it, but Justin has. I was curious as, as to what are, are each of our favorite training courses or training cities are on Zwift. We can talk about that first. And then I want to talk about uh, the new update to the Zwift companion app and how that has helped. So who's ready to go? Jake. I want to go last. Let's, yeah. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we do this? Why don't we all go around and say which cities we like? Because I, I have a feeling we all like the same city. But. Well, I'll just put it out there that we all like Watopia, I'm sure, yeah. because there's yeah. so much variety there and you can pretty much do what? just about like what... Richmond? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've only ridden Richmond like once. And and I'm think, like, I think yeah, I'll... Richmond's right up there with yeah. with uh, New York for me. But um, I uh, prefer New York to Richmond. Do you? And I went to school in Richmond, so I I like see stuff that I recognize when I'm in there. I don't know. Uh, Watopia is great. You've got all the climbing that you can do there. You've got the flat stuff, and they're always adding little expansions onto it. So you've got like your jungle route. You've got the you know the the shorter loops that you can do, like your little hilly loops. It's great for the training rides that we've done with the team. It really gives us uh, a sense of variety, and we can build in whatever kind of training route we want. So I I think that's the easy one. If we had to throw that out the window and say that yeah we all like Watopia, it's great and all. Um, finding finding a close second. It's uh, a distant second, isn't it? Not a close second. A distant second would probably be for me. 
Oh God, Matt's probably gonna hate me, but probably London for me. Do you like London? Yeah, I, I don't like London. And I no don't reason know. why I like. I had it. fun when we did the group ride in London, but yeah, that's, you know, because that if, if, and that's exactly why. Because when we go out there and we do the team ride, I like the the segment for Box Hill. I think that that's a great one for us to kind of all race up, and it, it's a it's a challenging little segment as well. And you know, you've got some ability to keep it somewhat flat if you want, or you can add in some more hills and and make it a little bit more challenging that way. What would you say, Matt? What's your your distant second? Um, I'm gonna say. I just, I mean, it's, it is a super distant second. I actually think New York, I like the Central Park Loop. I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm not. Bored with that. <laughs> you're just bored with it. Yeah. yeah. I, that's I, I the think, only, that's the only route on, on yeah, New York that I like yeah. is the Central Park Loop. All the other ones, when you start getting into the futuristic stuff, it's I mean, that horrible. just doesn't do it. And I can't, I can't stand the translucent bridges. I right. those things are just Why don't you like 16% gradients, Jake? It's not the gradients. Well, it's, not that, it's not that it's a 16% gradient. It's the fact that it looks like it's a, a 5% gradient. It's like the, the visuals on that are off <laughs> yeah. for me personally. So, Yeah, and Watopia has so much right now. Like, I feel like there's still parts. I mean, there's still stuff I haven't seen. Like, there's just so much stuff there there. I just did like what the um what's the Alps you know the piece Alp, I just did Alp that Alp de Zwift Alp de Zwift I just did that on Wednesday or Thursday I don't remember which day it was and I was like wow this is I was like I don't know if I've ever finished this thing before but That's I went up climb. it and I was like I went up it and then I was like well I got to go down so yeah. I ended up getting a little bit longer ride I was it was pretty nice um and and then there's just there's a lot I feel like they kept adding to that particular. Uh, city, which I know it's not a city, it's an island, but you know, that particular course, I feel like they have kept adding to it. So I think it's good. I think it's really nice because a lot of times I go to that course and I ride the flats. Right. Um, or, you know, if you're watching a movie or something, you don't care, you just like throw the flats on and you go or whatever. But in which case, it doesn't really matter which city you're a part of. But yeah, I, if I had to pick, my, my newest pick would be New York. I don't love London. I don't love Richmond. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Justin, you've got a lot of experience in, and, and we were talking about the, being able to choose your own city. There's a small hack to be able to do that. Basically, yes, you want me to talk about that? I think it's worth talking about at some point for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, first favorite world is what they, the word, uh, the word they use that for that be. is definitely Watopia. Okay. And I'm actually going to agree with Jake on my, my distant second as London being my favorite second. And here's why it has good variety for racing. Okay. You've got flat, you've got the classic loop. It's just basically like a crit course. Uh, and, and then you've got some pretty significant hills. You can go out to box Hill, Leith Hill, you can add some serious climbing. Um, I don't know. I just don't, I raced on New York and uh, maybe it's because my power meter wasn't calibrated, but those <laughs> punchy hills sucked. <laughs> um, I don't know, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's so, so, so new. Uh, so in terms of choosing your own world, so there's a couple ways to do this. There is, um, for those who are really um, technically inclined, you can open up what's called your prefs.xml file. And if you right. Google the word Zwift World Hack, excuse me, the three words Zwift World Hack, you'll find a post on ZwiftInsider.com that talks about how to edit that file and simply put in one line where you describe what world you want to ride. If that sounds too complicated, it's just a text file. You yeah. can also download, there's an app. You go to a different website called ZwiftHacks.com. 
that has a little application you can run that will basically edit that file for you. And it'll let you choose some other, tweak some other settings as well. Does the XML, um, does the XML file look like Monday, this course, Tuesday, this course, like Monday one, Tuesday two, th- you know, is that how the XML file looks or is the XML yeah. file look, look, look specific to that particular day? The XML file is just simply a user preference and you just user simply preference. put in one line it's one tag. The name of the tag is world. So you, you say add a line to open XML. tag word world, put in one, and then you close the tag world because okay. number one world is Watopia. So, That's the only line anybody gotcha. ever puts in there. If you've ever mm-hmm. edited that file for another world, I'm sorry. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> so, um, so they, so they wrote it this way so that someone could come in and do exactly that, right? Like they Zwift yeah. wrote it with that in mind that you could edit so this file. Here's a question. When you do that, are other people that have hacked it and done that? Will you see other people riding on there? Or are you the only person in there on that? Absolutely, other yeah. So there. I actually did Wagner's wagon with the world hack not too many weeks ago. Oh, nice! And uh, we had like I don't know ten to fifteen people who did it, but there was there was a large portion of other people in the world, um, some of which actually is due to um, a bug in the Apple TV oh. where it doesn't actually log you out. I think and. So you'll like, if you don't physically press something to log out, you'll always stay in one world, or at least it happened at one point. So basically, Apple TV users were stuck in the same world for like forever. You probably had to like force quit the app to like really completely shut it down. Yeah, Yeah, yep, yep. That makes sense. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, Yeah. I did a, uh, I did a Kiss um, aerobic threshold ride last week. Mm -hmm. And I think it was with, um, I think it was with ODZ. I think somebody from ODZ was running it. I don't, I don't know. But it was like 200 people that did the ride. And that's awesome. and most was, likely, an ODZ person was not running the Kiss ride. I could go into why that's the case, but um, we won't go that. that we won't go down matter. that rabbit hole. So, but the, um, but it was in Watopia, and where the world for the day was, was New York, but it was in Watopia, and you know, in Watopia there were like 8,000 people riding. Pardon me. In New York, there were like eight thousand people riding, but oh. besides our two hundred people that were doing this ride, there was still another five hundred people that were there. There were that many people that really were hacking, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so it's either hacking or it's so or events. Yeah. This, this isn't considered a hack. Events can right. choose what world they want to be oh, in. Okay. Oh, I didn't realize and that. That's cool. most most events are doing that now. Um, so the, a just kind of to alleviate some of the pressures of so many people in a given world yeah yeah that's nice actually i mean it's nice that there's other people out there if you were to change worlds and you you don't have to ride by yourself with empty streets but you know it's also nice that event managers can say like i prefer to avoid new york or whatever it is so So, justin real quick remind me the name of the app one more time so i can uh, make note of that and we'll post that up on our um our facebook page for people to to click on Zwift Hacks. So go to ZwiftHacks.com. That's the one that will be make it pretty easy to uh, force your world one way or the other. Gotcha. Now, is your Tuesday night ride, um, is that actually a scheduled event or is that kind of you guys just meet up? We just meet up. We just meet up. Yeah, we haven't done any Speaking scheduled of events. which, which is a segue into yeah. the next new feature. Oh, yes. but before we get to the companion app, actually... I want to. I want to further the question. I, I do can too. I? Can I further specify yep. your question, Lance? Please. 
Given that we all love Watopia the best, or if you don't love Watopia the best, you can answer in a different world. We won't look down on you for too long for it. Um, what's your favorite course within your favorite world? Oh, geez. And why? I I like the course that that includes the hilly loop and the Italian villa and the volcano circuit. Yeah. It's, I like that one because it's oh, not too much climbing and you can stay yeah. together with a group and whatnot. I like that. Of course, I also love the jungle loop because it's different, yeah. and new, and there's climbing to get up there. Yeah. Have um, you found the sloth? There's a sloth hiding in there? No. There's a sloth in, in the, the jungle. jungle. No. There's a sloth in the jungle? <laughs> Is there you clearly a, haven't ridden the jungle enough. I clearly haven't. I'll have I was to. just on it a few hours ago. I, wasn't, I guess I wasn't paying <laughs> close enough attention. Watching too many YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, I, I don't really necessarily have a favorite. It just kind of depends on like your, uh, what, you, what you're feeling for that particular day or if it's the team ride or if it's just me just trying to get miles in or if I'm trying to get climbing in. Um, I like the was it the mountain loop or the mountain route. Is that what that is that what that's called? Yeah, the the, um, the epic. Key it was the biggest climb before Alp de Zwift. Yeah, the Alp de Zwift yeah. is cool. And just real quick, there's a, a gentleman who I we, we follow each other on Strava, and we actually follow each other on um, on Zwift as well. His name is Steve Lidston, and he like within a two week time period, he Everest did the Alp de Zwift twice. Whoa. So the, the last one he did, which was a, a week ago today, it was 141.28 miles, and he did uh, 29,170 feet. So he did that climb, I think it was like seven times and change. That is absolutely nuts to be able to, you know, go and, and swift something <laughs> electronically. But to do it twice. I think it has like, to be more than seven. It's like a little over 3,000 per uh, attempt. No, you're right. I'm 3, sorry. Feet. Yeah, I'm looking. There's so many triangles here for the, the climb. It's actually eight times and then maybe like eight and a quarter times is what came out to 29,170 feet. So that is absolutely insane. And the, the thing that really kills me is how much time he spent doing that. I believe... Oh, where's the, the average time here? Oh, the elapsed time on this particular ride. The first one he did was like 15 hours and change, and this one was like 18 hours and 42 minutes. 18 hours? On a trainer. <laughs> you don't Zwift that much, Lance? <laughs> I don't think I've done that what? much in my entire life. <laughs> I might do that in like a week and a half or two weeks, but not one setting. I'm like, good <laughs> God, that is just absolutely insane. And Steve, oh. if for some reason, by any chance you're listening to this podcast, man, kudos to you. No but kidding. Holy cow, dude. <laughs> that is just absolutely nuts. I'd be curious to see uh, how the rest of that, how that day just unfolded for him. I mean, do, do you stop and, and take breaks? And I'm sure you got to use the bathroom and get something to eat. But well, wow. And once you get to the top, you've got a 15-minute break. This while, is true. Because the it, will coast, true. That descent is ridiculous. Yeah, it does take a while to coast down that thing, so. But anyway, yeah, so you know, there's an actually a, a virtual Everesting page with rules, and like if you want to oh, be really? listed on that page, you can't do it with a dumb trainer. You actually have to do it with a smart trainer, and so people will actually find like the right cassettes to use, so they can get the right gearing. Huh. They'll put like crazy, they'll put like crazy small front chain rings on, so that they can still adhere to the rules but not have to like do super low cadence. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me ask you another question. Do you know what hell's 500 is? 
it rings a bell. I don't, I think that aren't those the people who run the rules for real Ever- Eversting? Maybe, but it, it basically says in his ride title, it says Zwift and it says V Eversting and then in parentheses, Hell's 500 qualified. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So V Eversting, that's V Eversting, Hell's 500. That's the, that, so he did the, those are the people that run the real rules. So he followed the so. rules and he got it done, huh? Yeah, interesting. Sounds like it. You can. You should be able to look his his name up on the page. Go Google that, and I'm sure that there's a a page of glory with names listed. Yep, that's a page that you will never see my name on. <laughs> All right. So I have another follow up question on on Zwift courses. What do you think Zwift should do next? Like, what city? What course? What like if? I mean, if you're Zwift and you can set up anything, it doesn't have to be a real location. Like, what do you do to keep it interesting? What everybody wants, more Watopia. I don't care do you what you just they keep think. building onto like, Watopia. You gotta, yes. Watopia is so great that everybody loves every new addition to Watopia. I have yet to hear somebody say, make New York bigger, make right. Innsbruck bigger. I've yet to hear someone say, I just want more London. Nobody says that. Everyone says make Watopia bigger, better, more awesome. And they have the space, they're not running out of virtual land. Um, so that's what I say. I mean, just talking about strictly about building courses. Yeah. Features wise, you don't want to hear my laundry list. Well, we do, but <laughs> let's, let's table that just for a minute. What about the possibility of actually creating like these little like portals or something like that? So where you can be riding in, um, Zwift and, and it'll give you an option to turn left up here and you're going to go through like some portal and all of a sudden you're in New York or then you can make another right and you can go over to London. Or do you think it should just be one particular Here's what here's what I think they should do. I think if they did portals or something like that, I think they should do like Tour de France. You have all of these stages oh. and portals in between stages, maybe something like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I'd want to ride oh, like yeah. especially like cobble sections. Cobble. Yeah. I mean, I just think that I think there's something there potentially. Uh, I just think that that's our biggest event in our in in the cycling industry, and they need to address it. I mean, I, I know that they're trying with like the. Richmond worlds and I, I get that they're trying to do that, but I just think that there's an opportunity with the tour de France to be like, I, I do think people would, if they were like, this is the Altuez, you know, our attempt at doing Altuez in a virtual environment. Like I think people would go ride it. I, I think yeah. they would, I don't right. know. Maybe well, I can, still I can say a couple, I can say one thing on that topic. Zwift has come out and described what their, um, portaling type solution will be like and you're not probably going to like it and and so what they basically said is they've always had this notion of like an airport where you go to the airport and then you can choose where to go and the way they described it is essentially that they would always have like the main world is what they would choose the schedule to be but from that main world there may be some number of other worlds you could choose to go to. They haven't said that it's always every other world you can choose to go to, but there will be some other worlds that are selectable that you could fly to for the day. Now that's kind of like, it's just basically like lipstick on the choose your world. They put a little airport, who cares? Like I'm not going to get like huge stats from going in the airport, but, um, I, yeah, and it's and it's still not letting people ride where they want to ride because you still only get what they are giving you, right? They might only be two worlds active. Who knows? Yeah. Oh. But I get why they do that because, let's be honest, they might need to shoot some worlds in the head. Yeah. Richmond at some point might have yeah. to die. Like 
I don't know what kind of development support it takes to keep it up, but that's the reason why things have to be deprecated because it just creates too much work for them to keep it supported. And so I, maybe from that perspective, that's why they've left the door open for them to like kill off worlds. Potentially. From a nerd perspective, I bet you once worlds are built, they're probably safe. I would think. I don't know. That's I've seen a lot of bugs in Zwift. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I, and I believe a lot of them are world dependent. World dependent. But I, I can I see know. them doing something like um, with London, you, you drop down onto the, the subway system and you magically like appear at like, you know, towards Box Hill. But I think they could easily do that same kind of concept where you go and you ride through a tunnel and you're in, you know, you're in your world of choice or whatever it is, you know, depending on which tunnel you've chosen so and it seems great in concept but the one thing that it kind of like the one thing that's going to really be a pain is and everyone's going to complain about it what is your strava file going to look like yeah yeah don't care i don't have a good answer i don't have a good answer to that but you're right what do you care they've just released their own version of strava so everyone's just disconnecting strava now but don't you think that the like i just when you when you ride New York virtually, I really personally don't believe that it should like show up like in a New York map. Like I didn't really go ride in New York. Like that's I don't know. Okay, they are okay. This actually goes back to something you guys discussed last week. I'm yes. going to clarify something. Okay. So you were talking about the most popular segments yes. on the Zwift, mm-hmm. and Lance said that's bullcrap. Those are all a bunch of Zwifters on those. Mm-hmm things yeah okay i thought so too in strava there are there are segments and there are virtual segments so you cannot take a real world kom with a virtual ride but now you could probably go into your ride and and change its type i think you might be able to do that and say oh i was actually there large numbers of people but the vast majority of people are not going to do that so you're Um, saying i think I think that Zwift created those worlds simply because they were the most active hotspots and they wanted to attract people to their platform. So look, everybody's already excited about Box Hill. People are excited about um, the Grand you know, Central Park Loop. So we'll build those because people know it. I mean, let's be honest. If they built, um, I don't know, pick a hill around your house that you like that nobody else knows about. If they built that, would they get a lot of people to show up to ride it? No, they wouldn't. So you think that Zwift built it, you know, built London because this, you know, the, this is the loop that, that has the most Strava. In the real world, yes, I think so. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Those so numbers, New York, those numbers I think there's so another skewed. reason because some of the big wigs in Zwift are yep. like grew up in New York and they've got like super emotional lovey-dovey feelings about New York. Sure. Um, and so I think that's another reason why New York is in there now. Um, but, uh, cool. I, I mean, I'm not, yeah. not saying that all of those segment efforts that Strava is claiming were all indeed outside of Zwift, but, uh, I, I don't think it was completely elevated, you know, elevated by that. Interesting. That's my thought. Cool. That's Good thought. Yeah. Let's, Can I answer my own question? Yes, we went back please. to oh, courses like <laughs> my own question. What's my, what would I ride? In, in in Zwift, and so when I have, if I'm not in a group event and I'm just off doing a workout, what do I choose? I actually end up choosing Alp to Zwift most of the time because it's. Um, if I'm doing a structured workout, I like even though I don't have a smart trainer, 
you there's still a lot of like engaging feedback and like when you're going up a hill and you see your avatar slow down you still want to engage the pedal so it like drives me to hit my site my workouts better when i'm going virtually uphill as lame as that sounds but it's true and here's the other reason why i'm going to tell you what i think is the fastest way to get experience points in zwift without using a bot or emulator and that's go up alp to zwift while using workout mode up the climb turn it off right before you get to the top because when you go through that banner at the top if you've already unlocked the items when you get the item again it gives you a massive amount of experience points and then you turn around after you do the little loop and you come down super fast and you get experience points really fast from going downhill so you kind of like cheat the whole experience point system because you're in a workout mode on average you get about the same amount of experience points as if you're going 30 kilometers an hour so just under 20 miles an hour if you're going and if you're going uphill good luck going up Alpta Zwift at 20 miles an hour. So you're basically getting more experience points on the way up and then you switch to normal mode and you get a way more coming down. Wow. So you need to pick a workout that's like 40 minutes or I don't know how long that climb is, but you can go up it in 40 minutes. Wow, Matt, this is impressive. Say, yeah. <laughs> how long is the climb? <laughs> just uh, I think if you can hold approximately three Oh for the entire climb. It's just over an hour. If you just did a flat straight three Oh, it'd be about an hour. Interesting. There's yeah. a there's a fair amount of workouts that are about an hour on Zwift. I don't remember what they they have like a workouts over an hour. You have an hour to spare. How do they word that? I can't remember. I, I mean, obviously, it depends on your ability level, right? So yeah, yeah. don't everyone take this as hey, I can get up Alp in an hour because you might not be able to. Well, if I'm you're saying like, well, if you want to if you want to play the game of getting experience points, your suggestion is to kind of finish your workout or or fin you know at least like force finish or whatever it is before you. Uh, absolutely like top out the climb when you go that through, banner. Right, yeah. through the and banner. That, and that assumes that you've already been up enough to have unlocked all of the items on that magical spinner wheel so, because you get the extra points when you go up there. Why would somebody want experience points, Justin? Why don't you explain that to us? Um, so when you get to extra levels, um, in the beginning, there's certain parts of Watopia you can't get to without having those experience points. That's a good um, point. Like the jungle and Alp to Zwift. Now that's not going to help you get to Alp to Zwift because if you're not level 12, you can't even get there. So it won't help you. But once you've gotten past level 12, you know, have access to Alp to Zwift, you unlock different things. So, um, as you get up to level 25, you unlock bikes, wheels, jerseys, and some of those actually affect your performance. Some of the bikes and wheels um, will make you faster or slower. Um, after level 25, it's um, it's just a lot of crappy socks, hats, jerseys, which are kind of <laughs> lame. And I feel like it's Zwift just kind of doing a yard sale of all the crap they had in their closet, just trying to appease people who've been level 25 for several years and wanted something. But all they gave us was just some crappy implementation of hiring the levels and giving us a bunch of dumb jerseys. And it took them like 10 minutes to implement this. It probably did take them 10 minutes to implement that. I so mean, what? Um, not that I have any opinion on the topic. I'm curious as to what level you are. Is that like a personal topic? Is that like uh the level okay so it i mean i changed. chose the it route just... to do accelerated level i'm back up to level 30 but if you i let's see experience points i'm at like 
almost 900,000. I'm at 800,000. So that puts me well above level 50. So I'll be accelerated past level 50. I think that would have been like level 80 maybe. They only go up, they only go up to 50, right? And that's, that's just that's recent, the, yeah. And that's just the new update, which was only like last week or something. Yeah, so I'll, I'll max out. I'll get to 50 and I'll still have a lot more experience points I'm gaining back to to get to my previous whatever level of did your, thing. Did your like So now here's here's the interesting thing for anybody who was level 25 before this update all your experience points are still there. And if you go to ZwiftPower.com, you can actually see your actual experience points that's kept on Zwift. So like I go there and I see over 800,000. But in the game, I see a lower number. That's the number that's going back to the other number so that I can like experience gaining the other levels rather than just getting them all in, in one, one instant. Okay. Yeah. So to go back on the question that I have for you, then to get experience points, to get better equipment, the way that that plays out to your benefit is if you decide that you want to go do the racing component that's built into Zwift so that you could be more competitive and, and hang it or be faster or whatever it might be. Um, if you're not doing the racing, you're probably just gonna be like, Oh, you know, that's wonderful. I'm just here to do a training program and I don't care. So that, that probably <laughs> doesn't make that much of a difference to the person that just goes in they're just following a training program. They don't care about the social experience, but if you want to get into the racing stuff, that definitely plays a difference though. Correct. Yeah, it does. And even if you don't care about the racing, who wants their avatar to look lame? <laughs> I mean, if you're not into <laughs> racing, the socks probably matter more to you. So, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, everybody wants to kind of like stylize their avatar. I mean, right. Who's, who's done it right. Oh, you know, talk about what you're wearing that day or take pictures of it. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's gimmicky, but it totally gives us all pleasure. <laughs> so. That's fun. So this brings up our, our next topic. Um, we've been talking about the, the update a little bit, this, uh, the Zwift companion app that updated and, and Zwift just had an update as well. Um, Jake, I saw that you were kind of looking through that stuff, C kind of walk us through some of the changes that came with the, the new Zwift companion app and what exactly it is. Well, um, I don't know why we're going to me because I'm not Mr. Zwift. We've got him on the phone, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about the one thing. Cause that... he's sick of hearing me talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing to me that, that they really, kind of hit a home run with and it, I think it still has some limitations but it's a great advance forward for the stuff that I like is the meetups component so basically for us when we're doing our team rides it can be sometimes a little laborious to get people all connected and all in the same route I haven't used it yet because it just came out last week and it came out after we had our group ride but that the, the meetups component where everybody can kind of follow me or meet up with me or meet up with each other and we can all kind of find each other in this world because there are times, Justin, what's the biggest number you've seen of riders using Zwift at a particular time in a world? Uh, around 8,000. Wow. That's a lot of freaking people. So yeah. you can imagine, you can kind of get lost in the mayhem of everything when you spawn in one particular area. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that depending upon which route you choose that you want to do, it's going to spawn you in a different spot. I, I think that's why. And happened. even if you all choose the same course, because of the meetups feature, it actually puts more randomness in where it spawns you. Um, 
just like it's spread out quite a bit. Like it could be over several hundred meters or even a kilometer uh, that it'll spawn you, even if you choose the same course. Gotcha. So this just brings everybody together. And when we're doing our group rides, I think that this is a fantastic addition. And we were just talking about this last week or the week before about how great it would be to make this happen for Zwift so they can make us um, more proficient with what we're trying to do with our with our group rides. So for me, that that's the big thing. I'm really curious, though, to hear what Justin has to say. And he really dives into this and he's kind of in the mix of everything and talking to people all the time. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I think you, you hit the nail on the head. The the meetup update is, uh, oh, hopefully, God, did you guys hear that dog in the background? <laughs> <Yes. Not. laughs> You're in your Sorry. pain cave right now, right? Is there <laughs> someone having some pain? <laughs> there, I think I think my uh, in-laws have, uh, or my brother-in-law brought a, kid, a dog out of their car and it's out in the front driveway. Um, anyway, so you're right. I think the meetup feature definitely has some serious potential, not just for reasons you uh, mentioned um, and it is absolutely limited right now because they didn't want to they want to get like the core functionality right before they really unlock its full potential gotcha. and the real big thing that i see as a benefit for it it shows that they're building the back-end systems so that event organizers can input events themselves and i'm going to ask jake a question when you we're trying to organize the dialed cycling ride on Zwift. How come you didn't make it an actual event in the Zwift event list? Giant pain in the ass. <laughs> There's too many hoops to jump through. Bingo! Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it on the head. And you can imagine, uh, like, okay, as ODZ, we organize, like, multiple rides a day. We have a guy who basically builds a full spreadsheet and, like, does the whole nine yards, manages it, and he's pulling his hair out, and he's like, I don't want to ride Zwift ever again. This is the biggest pain in the butt in my life because it's – literally manual entry people they have job postings for people to enter these rides oh it's God. like so dumb oh my goodness uh, i'm sorry my skin's just like boiling right now <laughs> um and so this shows that they're actually finally building the thing we've been asking for for years which is why on earth did you not just make this like a website where we enter the details and if you want a veto ability, you know, add like an approval system or something. Okay. But Just, like they were busy building Richmond. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like, like, so like it's bad because the people who are entering it will copy and paste from one week to the next. And even if you tell them to change something and then they copy from like three weeks back and then it's so like, it's like, it's just bad. Like we have no idea what's going to happen to our rides. Like half the time our rides have like, some jersey we decided everyone was going to wear like a month ago and just randomly shows up because the person entering it copy and pasted like the wrong version from like a month ago. <laughs> and it's just like it's absolute garbage. Um, so so that's that's big. I mean, OK, yeah, it definitely does unlock like the ability for me to like, hey, let's go meet up and this ride this thing together. And that's awesome. And I think the limitations right now. You can only invite people who follow you. You can only have up to 50 people. I know that's a problem for you, Lance. You've got way more followers than that on Zwift. <laughs> so that's just really cramping your Zwifting style Very, right yes, now. Yes. And um, uh, and then the, the obvious thing is I should be able to distribute that invite via a URL to people. And that's not the case yet. I think they don't want it to become a spamming thing. And so that's kind of why they put some controls in place. 
but uh but yeah so there's some serious potential there um well, and also right we haven't even talked about like have you guys looked at the new companion app and looked at some of your events you've done in the past to be honest no okay so you should because like you can click on an event just like you would have in Strava, but now it'll actually, like, it shows where you went in the world in progression and it'll show you things like, where did you get ride-ons? Where did you get a PR? Okay, where did, did you unlock yeah. a certain level? Yeah. So it's, it's way more immersive and it'll actually show you the people you happen to ride with in the game. You can like see the list of people you rode with and maybe go directly link to their profile and go comment on their ride. So it, it, it definitely enhances your ability to be more social on the Zwift platform. So it's, it's definitely a, a big upgrade and you can see speed, cadence, power, heart rate, all that kind of stuff in the app, just like you can in Strava. So are they trying to take away Strava's? I don't know. Everyone wants a piece of the Strava pie. Yeah. So that was my next question is what do you think about the socialness of the activity feed, like in the new companion app? Do you like it? Are you using it? Are you, you know, like, scrolling through I'm and just thinking to see if it works. <laughs> I comment on, uh, you comment on buddies. He comments back. There's some issues with notifications. Like if I went and commented on your ride, Matt, mm -hmm. and then you came back and commented on it, I wouldn't get a notification that you commented back, gotcha. which is a big problem right now. I mean, I mean, these are growing pains. They've got some issues. Right. Like if it's going to really work, but, uh, I think it has some value. Like I've used it just mainly to kind of see if anybody else is using it. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this thing. Just test the waters <laughs> but, a little bit. Yeah. yeah but Strava is um, like the 900 pound gorilla that, uh, that everybody's trying to get a piece of here. And is, is that part of what you think Zwift is trying to do? No, it's, I mean, they obviously Strava has got its own thing. I think, for them to make, to give us the features like, hey, I rode with somebody on Zwift and like there's no way for me to like reach out to them through the game and say, right. that was yeah. really awesome. Let's ride again. It Right now, well, before this update, it depended on them having Strava linked. And then if Strava thought you rode together, then you might be able to find their Strava activity. Right. And then maybe you can comment on their Strava activity. But now it's like it makes their platform by itself more social. So... Are they trying to take down Strava? No. I mean, maybe it's, they might secretly, but it's yeah. not going to take it down. I think it just makes, it allows for much more interactive things in their own platform, which they have to do. Like Strava is not going to build that for them. If you ever so. see them, you know, say like, hey, take your road rides and add them to your, you know, Zwift activity feed. That's the, right. that's the shot at Strava. That's yeah, like, yeah, right. we're, we're taking on Strava. Yeah. I don't, they're currently, it's just like you know, your rides from Zwift show up here. You can look at other people, your, you know, your friends rides and their data and blah, blah, blah. So it does have a Strava feel for sure. But it, I, I think it's specific to, Zwift. that's not what they're, yeah. it yeah. feels what very they want you to do. To the they want you and your grandparents and everyone, you know, to buy the $500 Schwinn bike on their, on their website that, uh, will connect right to Zwift because they want Zwift in every home. Yeah. That's their goal. Like there's literally a red Schwinn bike with tassels that apparently has a sensor and a trainer built into it. That's 500 bucks. That's on their website that I look at and I'm like, really? And their CEO <laughs> said on their interview, like he's super excited about this thing. 
like because they're trying to sell they want like a zwift bike in like walmart that everyone can buy and then like 500 bucks or whatever like that's their end game make it dirt cheap to be in every home are you making, which, are you making fun of my bike <laughs> I have, I have, no i'm not have, making fun of your bike i'm kind of complaining because it's like make it better for people who've been paying the bills for the last several years yeah yeah instead of chasing users. after Millions I don't know. I could go yeah. on here, but like, give me some features I want, right? Maybe. Well, so you got to think about it from a technology company. Like, a lot of investors are looking at yep. your user bases, and if those numbers oh, are not absolutely. going up, if yeah, they're yeah. not trying to hit up the the Chinese market, like the the big numbers of like, you know, that's that's you know that's growth, and that's kind of like the currency of Silicon Valley, right? Growth curve. Oh yeah, right? that's totally what they're going after. They have. Which, I mean, they have. They've gotten massive amounts of investing. It's not a surprise. I think they've said they've raised like yeah well the ceo didn't like over 40 million or something i don't know i don't know that's something those in that ballpark it's tricky because they're in that bay area and it's a pricey place to hang out right it's hard to get developers but yeah they seem that's like uh that's like peewee herman's big adventure bike right the uh (laughs) (laughs) go to the swift.com shop and take a look at it i mean it's okay i i knock at it but then here's the thing my brother um, works at a, a pretty big construction company and he kind of does a lot of their back office stuff. They're renovating their um, like workout space for employees. And he was kind of asking me like, how could we like set this up for Zwift? And before I saw that bike, I was like, well, you kind of have a bunch of trainers. Everyone has to bring their own bike and yeah. it's like a big pain in the neck and blah, blah, blah. And you have to have Apple TVs or their phones. And like, it, it's complicated, right? And then I was like, well, actually, <laughs> there's this $500 bike that all people would have to do is bring their phone. You just need a TV in front of them that they'd plug their phone into right. and like yeah. they'd go to town. Go to town. So I'm knock at it, but it has it has a place. Yeah. It's interesting to see like because what is it? The Peloton bike thing. I right. feel like there's like this. In- it's like an interesting marketplace where it's like, are we competitors? Like, uh, I don't know. Like there's just different, there's all these different um, sports technology companies that are kind of figuring themselves out and figuring out who their competitors are. It's an interesting time for sure. Speaking yeah, Peloton's of, a different uh, market for sure. Yeah. S- speaking of Pee Wee Herman's big adventure, I think that is a uh, great segue to our next topic of discussion. I think we're going to move away from Zwift into something else. So not that I don't. Why would you want that? Not Why? that I don't what, love I you, Justin. Staring, staring at the television <laughs> while riding a bike. Riding a bike. <laughs> Sometimes you need to be uh, have some extra extra uh, entertainment. Entertainment. The next thing I wanted to talk about <clears throat> was some of our favorite cycling movies of all time and uh i found a, a list from bicycling.com of there was like 23 cycling movies 26 26 he, 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 <laughs> dang it i wanted to correct him <laughs> <laughs> so we need something sometimes to okay. pass the time while we are stuck in our pain caves with the dogs barking outside the door and the heater buzzing <laughs> in the background <laughs> and <laughs> And uh, so I thought we could kind of go around the table and everybody could kind of share two of their favorite cycling movies of all time. Okay. So if you've had a chance to kind of look over that, we can just... Yeah. No, roll. I think um, when, you, when I originally read this, the, the movies I were thinking about were like Breaking Away and American Flyer. Like those were the ones that just came to mind. Those the two but then I looked, that you think. Then I looked at the list and I was like, wait a minute, Rad is on here. <laughs> 
And I was like, I haven't watched that movie since I was about eight years old or what, you know, when it was, I think it was eighties when that movie came out and I was like, that movie was 1986. Fantastic. <laughs> BMX biking. I mean, that, that was, that was like, I don't really consider it like a cycling movie because it was so eighties BMX. It was just so awesome. Um, uh, but I'm going to go a different route. Um, the movies that I think my top two are, I'm going to start with uh, road to Paris, which is Lance Armstrong, you know, like what drugs is he on? He's on his bike seven hours a day. Right. I mean, the, you know, like that was uh, a super cool. Um, I, I know whenever we talk about Lance Armstrong, it's like you can just, we could go for another extra hour talking right. about like drugs and sport. The blah, similarities blah, blah. between the two Lances. Yeah. yeah there's so many similarities. <laughs> but I, I just thought that that um, documentary, I guess, was pretty inspirational. It's, it's I, I really liked it. I can, it's still to this day, I can put it on and hop on the trainer and feel motivated. So, uh, so that is one of my movies. Second movie that I'll mention that you guys may not have seen is also a bit more of like a documentary style. There's, um, I'm going to mess this up, but there's this like series and I think there's three of them and they're called thereabouts. And there's two Australian brothers. Oh, I have seen that. Have you seen this? Okay. Yes. And Lachlan, Lachlan, Lachlan Morton. Yeah. yeah. And, his and his brother, brother. I can't remember his brother's I can't name. Remember his brother's but name. they're, they're, um, pro cyclists or one of them is one of them's pro still. And one of them's maybe ex pro. And they Lachlan just Lachlan won the tour of Utah. Oh, I did believe. he? Yeah. Lachlan's okay. pro. Yeah. yeah At least he still was pro. last year. And his brother, I think was pro and now isn't, but he's, they're still doing these videos and they basically just go have adventures on bikes and it's super cool. Like the first one they did, they just went like straight uh, west into Australia and it was crazy. They just, you know, they just rode straight west and through the desert, which was wild. Like, and it's, it's all kind of like no helmet, like no shirts, like, or like jean jackets, like they're super weird. And then they just go and they stop at bars and they drink with random people and just like tell their stories. <laughs> right? Isn't that um, how Lance does his rides? Yeah, pretty, a little pretty much <laughs> very similar to Lance romance. <laughs> I don't talk to anybody yeah. though. I'm out there by myself. <laughs> Uh, so I've, I've, you know, if this is something that you can find, um, at least trailers and things like that on YouTube, I think they sell the episode on Vimeo, um, but you can look it up and it's called thereabouts and it's actually really good. It's, you know, it's pretty fun to watch. Yeah. I think I've seen the first one and, and okay. I was entranced by it. Yeah, was totally. It was okay. great. I have, I think I have access to the third one. So we will watch that in, in sweat and Zwift or whatever it is okay. that people do in front of these movies. <laughs> Jake, share a movie with us. Oh God. <laughs> I'm not as big of a movie buff as all you guys. Um, I'm I, a big movie buff. But on that note, like Matt said, rad was a big, oh big movie for me. I mean, that movie I, came out and I was 11 or 12 years old. I didn't even know about this movie until I saw the list. Okay. Really? I, I've never heard of it or seen it. Well, anyway. well I, need, I haven't watched it since I was like eight years old, so I want to go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, it made every kid when I was yep. a kid want to be a BMX racer, and it was, it was pretty awesome. I mean, I don't yeah. even remember what the plot line was behind it. I just remember all the cool bikes, yeah. and it's been a lot of years since I've seen that movie. I'm kind right. of dating myself because I remember when he, it came out. Yeah. At first <laughs> he, he loses, and then wait, he finally goes back, yeah. and it's Here it is. It's really ultimate. Rad, Rad tells the story of Crew Jones, a small-town BMX racer who blows off his SATs to battle the pros in the big hell track race. There you go. So <laughs> all kids should skip the SATs, skip basically. The SATs to go race bikes. So that was one. Um, 
another one I'm probably going to catch flack about it. I already kind of alluded to this one but I, I loved watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure when I was younger oh, too I mean that was fun not I mean, it, on my list <laughs> not on your list <laughs> it's not so I, I watched it with my kids not yeah. too long ago so almost kind of like it wasn't nostalgic it was just kind of like oh my god I can't believe I like this when yeah. it came out but you know it was kind of fun and the guy's kind of a doofus but my kids enjoyed it so I had fun watching them laugh about it and just, just you know chasing yeah. his, his bike yeah, around totally. his unicorn yeah. bike around I mean that was kind of fun but that's Awesome. Um, but when I was broken and not able to move, um, I really did like the the movie Blood Road. Yeah, um, Rebecca, Rebecca Rush. Rush. That was a that was kind wow. of like a like tearjerker, a little bit of heartwarming, and it was kind of neat to see her kind of go through the reliving of like how her father's last days were, and, and making her way back to see where he crashed and, and trying to be there in a certain time. So I was I could kind of uh, you know adapt to that. Right now, Rebecca is back in Laos with really? with a group of twelve oh, cool. or fifteen other mountain bikers, and they are they are riding another part of the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, trying to raise money to help remove more ordnance uh, bombs yep. that are that are in the ground out there. So. Was that? basically her being inspired by her first yes. trip out there and seeing yeah. all the, the crap that people are having to yeah. put up with. Yeah. She, yeah, her first trip out there was three, two years ago. And so she wanted to go back. And so yeah. she went back with a group of 15 this time. Yeah. So, so for me though, out of the 26 movies that are on that list, I'd only seen six of them. <laughs> so I need to go back and watch more movies. Um, I remember seeing Quicksilver younger. That was kind of cool. Seeing Kevin Bacon flying around New York and it is a bike messenger. That was, I don't know if that, that was neat as a kid. So, Doug bikes and whatnot, but um, yeah. So that was kind of my my take on that. Cool. <laughs> I don't have too much to lend. I'm sorry. No, that's great, <laughs> Justin. What about you? Yeah, so I kind of was in the same boat as Jake, and to be honest, I'm as you guys probably know, I'm fairly, I'm relatively new into the sport of road cycling. Like I think I before say 2015, I would have said road bikes are for sissies. Um, <laughs> so. And I was not sure I was born when most of these movies came out, but uh, um, that's kind of sounds like I'm Evan now. Um, but uh, the new Evan, um, <laughs> <laughs> swear off computers. Uh, so, but, but there's actually one on there that I was hoping was on the list, and it was on the list that I really, really enjoyed. Um, it's a documentary, so it's. Icarus. Have you guys seen Icarus? Oh, yeah. Yep. We've talked yeah. about that on we the podcast. We did talk about that. It's super good. Six months ago or something like that. Yeah. Super good. I mean, uh, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a documentary and you know, there's a little bit of foul language, but I wouldn't say it's like crazy. Um, but I mean, the premise is a guy says, how far can I go when I dope? I want to document it. And, and then he does that. And it takes a huge twist. It takes a weird turn. To, to it takes a serious <laughs> turn that I don't want to give away because you yeah. just need to watch it because it blows your mind. That, and that's the best part um, of the documentary is like doesn't go where you expect it to go in in any great documentary. It is still doping like, related. It's not like it changes to like, yeah. hey, ponies. Um, <laughs> it's not that random. But, uh, but it's definitely a turn that you just like, you're like, whoa this is real yep and uh and uh very worth watching and just kind of like wow so uh i think other than that the other one that kind of popped out in my mind that i'd seen it was a documentary about uh the rwandan cycling team what yes. on, uh, if, do you remember the name of it it is um, i just i just wrote it down 
Rising from the Ashes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. If there are several of those that were on, if they're on Netflix, I put them in my queue and I started watching them until my wife said, "Please stop." So <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like documentaries, and she was even less interested about cycling documentaries. So because that's all I ever talk about. So she's like, "Can we just like watch like I don't know Pride and Prejudice, like the 36th rendition <laughs> of Pride and Prejudice again?" Oh, that's great. Did uh, did you guys know that Pee Wee's Big Adventure was a remake? Oh my gosh, what is? I oh. I I didn't know this either. It was based on a movie that was made in 1948 called The Bicycle Thieves. Huh. And um, The Bicycle Thief, um, it's an Italian classic telling the simple, beautiful story of a working class man in pursuit of his stolen bicycle. So a little unlike the high-pitched helium voice uh, weirdo uh, <laughs> Pee Wee Herman chasing. But, but Pee Wee Herman's big adventure is loosely based on The Bicycle Thief. And The Bicycle Thief was an Academy Award-nominated movie. Very well done. Yep. So, and, P- and I think Pee Wee's Big Adventure was very high, highly. Yes, regarded. I'm sure it was just uh, uh, just outside the nominations. <laughs> I know <laughs> you are, but what am just, I? Just missed it. <laughs> just, just missed it. it. It's hard to say. I mean, it was a toss up. I remember that year. <laughs> so, I, it, actually, on this list out of 26, I think I've seen 20 of them. Yeah. I've seen most of these movies just because I'm a bit of a movie buff. My you think? <laughs> if you follow Lance on Strava, you, you understand where he's coming from. <laughs> if you don't, every single one of his ride posts is a movie quote of sorts or a movie title or something that's kind of funny or clever that kind of ties into whatever Lance was thinking during that particular day in ride. So um, follow Lance on Zwift and you'll know what we're talking Strava, about. Yeah. I, I you have mean so Strava. What did I say, Zwift? Strava. Follow him on Zwift. <laughs> oh my God. Every Too much Zwift talk. Yeah, Strava. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so much Zwift talk. Um, another movie on this list that, uh, of, of course, I loved Breaking Away and I loved American Flyers. You know, Breaking Away is the classic cycling movie that you think of. And I've always wanted to name my own personal cycling team, The Cutters. The Cutters. <laughs> because it's just cool. But I don't have a personal cycling team. So is that what we can call our Master Squad? <laughs> cutters. The Cutters. That's cutters. What master Squad. This is going to be a new, is Lance going to be the new, uh, you know, title sponsor of Dialed <laughs> Cycling and call it Dialed Cutters? The Dialed Cutters. Cycling <laughs> team. Dialed Cutters. Uh, I like that. But um, the other movie I actually really liked on here. Um, which is from 2012. It's a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie who played yep. Yep. Robin in one of the Batman yes, movies. He did, yeah. Uh, but it's called Premium Rush. Yeah, I was saw that, that good? It, it well, you know, it, it wasn't really highly rated, but for a, a guy who bikes and somebody who's ridden in New York City, it was just fascinating to me. The okay. plot was a little thin. I I, compl- I I'm going to have to call bogus on okay, this. That movie was horrible. It. Okay. So there, <laughs> there's I mean, that it, side too. It had biking in it. It had biking in but, it. Yes. But but the whole scene of him being like these brakes are going to get you killed. Like cuz he's a he, he's he rides a, a sing, he rides a fixed gear yeah. bike. And uh, it's bad. And he's a he's a messenger in New York City. And so it's uh, it's it, it's this kind of bad story about him trying to save some immigrants from it's, by having to get something across town and how they try to avoid crashes and it's whatnot. high intensity fixed gear biking in new york city so it has some pluses to it 
maybe what we need to do is all like this could be a segment in the future we could all watch a movie and then go back and just like break it down and give a review on it and talk about how great or terrible it was that could be fun I probably have better thoughts about the movie than it actually was watch it again and you're gonna he's gonna say that line and you're just gonna be like you're right you're right Matt's right about this none of us mentioned slaying the badger did you guys watch that? I've on, seen that. Oh, yes, so good. Nope. That is a you, you should watch. Slaying that. the Badger is a is a thirty for thirty ESPN films. Um, is that what it is? Yeah, movie. I think I've seen it. It's it's about the the fight between Greg LeMond and Bernard Hinault. Okay. In uh, in the Tour de France. Yeah. How they were on the same team, but they were fighting for the lead of the race, and it's it, it's it's a very well done super interesting yeah. huh and the um their like team manager guy is super creepy yeah and like they're interviewing him and he's like ha 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 <laughs> so like he's like the wait ba- say that again it's, it's a documentary and he's like oh uh-huh. i add the chamois cream to his chamois for him and you're like oh my lord this guy is evil and creepy it's it's a it's a dark movie i mean you know don't watch it with the kids around no but uh, you're definitely going to want to watch that one for sure. There's a there's another one that I almost regret to uh, to bring up because it's not one you want to watch with the kids around either. It's uh, an HBO films oh, movie. Oh, I did see that, that one. Came out yeah, called Tour de Pharmacy. That it's was a, hilarious. Oh, <laughs> have you seen have you seen it, Justin? I think I've seen YouTube. No, clips but of I it. I want to see it, but I'm positive my wife would like it is be very upset about me watching. Sandberg. It is yeah. definitely rated R. It is definitely it is rated R. Hilarious! <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh. So it's a it's a mockumentary yep. about uh, the Tour de France and all the doping that has gone on. And it's Adam Sandberg who came from Saturday Night Live and Brooklyn um, Nine Nine or yeah whatever, Brooklyn nine, yeah Nine Nine. And, and all the guys are huge on bikes. Well, yeah, they've or, got um, who's the big guy? Uh, he's the Ulrich. Um, yeah. He's the he's a he's a wrestler, a professional wrestler. He plays oh, Steve cycles. Austin? No, it's not Steve Austin. Not Steve Austin. Who's the other one? They always say he's invisible. God, what's the guy's name? I can't, I can't remember. Oh. He's been in a bunch of movies lately. But um, and the funny thing about it is um, they got Lance Armstrong to come on and yeah. do a cameo, and and Lance Armstrong completely makes fun of himself on it. He just he just goes into it full. He thought it was hilarious. John Cena. John Cena. That's who them. So they get Lance Armstrong, and they're like, they're like interviewing him about doping and cycling in the race, and and he's you know, he, he's supposed to be blurred out, blurred out, but no, you can totally tell. It's but they've him. changed his voice, and he's talking. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. you know, it's like the, the deep voice. Yeah, it's funny. And he says, yeah, you know, can you? Maybe they'll recognize me if I don't have my helmet on or something. So. But he totally makes fun of himself, and some of those scenes were pretty hilarious so that was funny but it is it is rated um, r yeah rated r <laughs> for sure does uh does vid angel have a version yet I, it would probably only be eight minutes long that's what i think <laughs> <laughs> it would be too short i feel like i've seen like the youtube clips of it and they're you know it's like not even you know it's not rated r so right so those are some of our, I guess, favorite cycling movies. There's a bunch of other movies that that weren't mentioned that were also very good. There's the Armstrong Lie, which is a documentary yeah. about him being caught. Yeah. That yeah, is interesting. That. People have seen that. Um, there is uh, 
a movie called Two Seconds, which is about a pro downhiller that turned into a bike messenger because of a oh. crash. That is um, interesting. We mentioned Quicksilver. There's a movie about uh, Bicycle Dreams about the race across America. So there's there's oh, a yeah, bunch of good. other good movies. So we'll we'll post this list on our Facebook, Facebook page and and you'll be able to maybe see something new from there. But with that, I think we'll move on to our one last thing. So we will start with Matt Legrand. One last thing for us. Um, uh, so I, I don't have anything in particular for one last thing. I will say um, thanks to Justin for uh, one jumping on the show and for two uh, listening and sending in corrections. It's it, you know like we make mistakes all the time. Uh, and it's actually really cool to rely on the community for feedback, both, you know, positive and negative in corrections, which I actually think makes the show a lot better. Yeah. Right. You know, cause a lot of people are listening to us and they don't care that much about TSS, but you know, it's cool if they have the information correct that they're learning about. So, uh, if you're listening and you want to drop us an email, you can use any of our first names, um, at dialpodcast.com uh, or you can just drop a message you know on our Facebook page so yep. um, thanks for listening but we we definitely want some more feedback absolutely I'm actually I, considering like a mystery science theater 3000 yeah. version where I just correct you guys the whole time and call you out <laughs> and, and, and publishing laugh, that as a podcast yeah, that's that's kind of, what do you guys think that'd be awesome I'd watch yeah. it yeah, we definitely like having you on, Justin. You bring a, a different perspective that we love, but I'm going to speak from like kind of behind the scenes. I, I can see the analytics of the show and we can see like how many v- listens we're getting. Every time you come on, we get a bump. And I don't know if it's because you're sharing it with all of your people, but people like when they see it in there, we get more listens and that's awesome. So thank you to you and thank you to all the people that are um, jumping on and listening to us maybe for the first time or just because Justin's on there. So pretty cool stuff. <laughs> Everybody I'm, I'm not, I'm not I'm sure because I'm pretty sure because I put it into like the Russian websites to get all the like the fake news and stuff. Whatever it yeah. takes. Fake news. <laughs> Whatever it takes. They'll really want me back if I can like triple their listens. <laughs> One last thing from you, you Justin. Trace the IPs of where those are all coming. They might be all be coming from my basement. <laughs> Do you have one last thing for us, Justin? My one last thing is I totally wanted to steal Matt's intro and I should have told Lance to let me be introduced first. Uh, so I'll say thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen of the Internet. Nailed it. <laughs> That's awesome. Nailed it. Uh, my one last thing, uh, a shout out to listener uh, Randy Frost, who actually chimed in on our Facebook page to nice. show Matt some love for the uh, great episode that he uh, put on last week. Um, sorry, mine was so lame this week. <laughs> no, I, so, I thought the topics were good. Yeah, you talked but, about Zwift. I mean, well, that was just so lame. Who cares right. about that? That's right. So, but with that, thank you guys all for being here. Time out, here. time out, thank time you, out. Thank you, Justin. Wait, wait, I, I, didn't, I didn't get, did I didn't get my official one, one last thing. Jake still needs his one last thing. <laughs> hey, if you're not. They're I'm chucking not me out right now already. <laughs> Who needs this Jake guy? Get him out of here. <laughs> Um, and, and I, I missed out on the regroup earlier, real, so oh. Lance is really keeping the pace yeah, moving today. I like it, it. but um, <laughs> my little regroup real quick is going to be my one last thing because I didn't get to regroup. Uh, <laughs> having a conversation with a friend last night who listens to the show, Mr. Uh, Sean Henry, thank you for listening. Um, we were talking and he brought it to my attention that I, I misspoke last week, so I just wanted to toss it out real quick and talking about um, the kilojoule comparison. Right. So we were talking about, and I mentioned like over like a 30 miles 
span. I should have actually used the, the correct unit of measurement would have been time, not distance, because over the, the distance of 30 miles, you're going to, you're, you're, kilojoules aren't going to change it's it's a function more of time not necessarily distance so it doesn't matter how fast you do it you're going to put out whatever kilojoules you're going to put out it doesn't matter how fast you do it as long as you cover that span of time so uh not time but uh distance so basically the comparison should have been um if matt and i were going out and doing like a one hour ride um and, and matt was out there like just nailing it down and, and going as hard as he could for that one hour and he put out say 900 kilojoules and i was out kind of leisurely doing like maybe an active recovery ride um i maybe come back with 600 kilojoules that's the comparison not distance it's time so just wanted to clarify on that so thanks for bringing that to Got my it. attention sean good stuff <laughs> <laughs> there it is <laughs> And with that, we wanted to thank all your listeners for chiming in again uh, to episode number 41 of the romance episode. <laughs> and we're really grateful that you're all a part of this and listening to us. We kind of feel like you're family and we're, Definitely. that's maybe because it's only my friends and family that are actually listening, but <laughs> we love that. So we appreciate y'all being here. Please go on to our, uh, if you haven't liked our Facebook page, find uh, the Dialed Podcast on Facebook and uh, like that button so you can follow along. And uh, or on Instagram also at the Dialed Podcast, or you can email us the way um, Matt had mentioned earlier in the podcast. But with that, thank you so much for listening, and we will hear you next week. Bye for now. <laughs>